You're listening to episode 174 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today's topic is 23 ways to save money on travel. You're listening to Christian Travelers Network, the podcast and platform where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, I'm so glad that you are here because this month we've been talking about budgeting, what it means to be a good steward as we travel. But even more than that, how can we save whether you're going on a vacation or a mission trip or, you know, a million other types of travel? We're always looking for ways to make our money go the extra mile. So today I have 23 tips that you can apply, whether it's pre-travel or during your travels, and just keeping some of these in mind might just help you save a few extra dollars for your next adventure. But before we dive into that, I want to once again point you to our online community, a space where Christian travelers can connect with one another and grow in community, post their upcoming trips, engage with each other in Bible studies, and so much more. We're constantly expanding the different PDFs, itineraries, churches to connect with in Bible studies, and more. So you're going to want to go ahead and check that out. Membership is $15 a month. Visit christiantravelers.net for more details. But without further ado, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about why we want to maybe budget during our travels. Now, besides the fact that extra money means extra activities, there's also this little piece of stewardship, of making, taking what God has given us and stretching it to do more for his kingdom. And I found a Bible verse that talks a little bit about this from Matthew 25, verses 20 through 21. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. If you don't know this Bible verse, it comes from a parable about the talents, the five talents, and the master gave to different individuals five talents, I believe two talents, and one talent. And the people with the greater amount came back with more, but the person who had one talent buried it away, hid it away, and came back. Rather than investing it in a bank or doing anything, he hid it away, and when he came back, the master was incredibly disappointed. Now, this is a parable, which means it has a lesson to be learned. And maybe it's a little bit about finances, but I think the greater message was God being the master gives us responsibility and how we deal with that responsibility um, can either progress us or cause harm. Um, The one who did with little got the master's wrath and anger, but the one who went out and was bountiful with that amount and returned with more, the the master called good and faithful servant. And rather than thinking about this as coins, the connection's also frequently drawn to being a witness. You know, how are you 
shining your light, being a witness to those around you? Are you creating more fruit, more harvest for the Lord? Or are you hiding away your faith and not sharing that? So when we talk about travel, in part, we are being witnesses, but in another part, we're being stewards of our finances. So I just encourage you to wrestle with this text, wrestle with what the Lord is saying to you about your travels. And is it a good foundation to begin to ask, how can you be a good and faithful steward of what the Lord has given to you? Because the goal is not only to be a good and faithful servant, but being faithful with little, the Lord will set you over much and you'll enter into the joy of our King, our Creator, and our Maker. So let's go ahead and dive into the 23 ways to save money on your travels. Now, we're going to start off kind of looking at different options for accommodations. And so these are things to probably be researching even before you get on your trip. But if your trip is super long, maybe you'll be researching this in the middle. So number one, aim for longer stays. The longer the stay, oftentimes the cheaper per night your accommodations will be. And in so doing, also consider renting an apartment rather than just getting a hotel or an Airbnb. Although there are some lawn stay options with Airbnbs. Those longer stays, as I said, are cheaper and you might find yourself saving a little more. Number two, avoid resort fees. The all-inclusive itineraries and accommodations of a resort can be exactly what you need, but make sure that you are looking at some of those disclaimers. While the price might be listed at 100, 200, 300 a night, there might be an additional 25% hidden away that will be an added-on fee per night that you'll get for a bill at the end of your trip. So make sure that you read the disclaimer. Number three, stay in the suburbs. I know the cities can be bustling and the vibe can be glorious and you just want to be there in the heart of it all. But you're going to also pay for it too. The cost in the center of the city is much more expensive than a suburb. And if you're able to stay further away, I'd encourage you to take a, at least a meander over the prices and do a price comparison. Is it worth it or is it not? Option number four, house sitting. There's different programs out there that let you, kind of like couch surfing, uh, look for homes where families are away for the week and they don't want their property stolen. They don't want someone breaking into their home while they're away. So they hire out house sitters, people to come sit in their homes um, and just keep an eye over their stuff while they're on vacation, sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months. So if you're looking for an option in another country, house sitting might just be what you need. Number five, workaways. There are a number of programs for this as well. Often exchange for your work four to five hours a day you get free housing. And some even tack in some kind of cheap food option as well, where they serve so many meals a week, or you can pay to use their cafeteria, just different things. So looking for workaways can be a simple way to volunteer your services in exchange for 
free housing. Number six, hostels. Now, oftentimes these are areas where a community of people are staying there. There might be eight people in a dorm kind of setting. Um, you're all sharing the same space. Now, I know there's different ones, some that will be gender specific, so you can stay with all girls or all gentlemen, um, but sometimes they are co-ed dorms, just something to keep in mind when looking for a hostel. But, you know, they might, because of the shared arrangement, usually bunk beds, uh, you could get room for as cheap as $16, $15 a night. Um, so that might be something to look into. And then number seven, if at all possible, whether you're getting a hotel, an Airbnb, um, look for options with a kitchen because this will help you save money in the long run. And I'll tell you how in just a second. Now, this leads me to number eight, and that is what kind of meals you're going to get, get groceries. You don't have to eat out for every single meal because meals cost a lot more when they're fast food. But if you have a kitchen and are able to get groceries, um, you'll find that you're spending a lot less and getting to spend more on excursions. It really depends on where you're wanting to invest your money. But with getting groceries, if you do choose to eat out, I recommend making the meal that you eat out your lunch. Dinners in general in restaurants tend to be more expensive, whereas lunch, they often have some kind of special menu for their lunch with a discounted price. Uh, lunches in general are cheaper. Um, and if you make that your big meal, um, you'll find yourself being satisfied and content to have a smaller snack for your dinner and again, spend less. Number nine, when arriving to your destination, arrive midday while public transportation is still running. If the city that you're going to uh, has trams and subways, arriving at night will make it super costly to get a lift and an Uber, etc., but or a taxi. Um, but by arriving in the midday when you can use public transportation, you're gonna spend a lot less to get to your final stay, destination, excursion, etc. Number 10, use public transportation or at least compare prices. When I think of Europe and things, oftentimes buses are cheaper than their um than their train system. Um, and But yet those two things can be a lot cheaper than renting a car or flying somewhere. So if at all possible, use public transportation just to save a little bit on some of your transportation expenses. Number 11, walk. It's so good to get the exercise and you're going to be so much closer to the things that the locals see and do. By walking, not only do you get a closer look at those things, but you also get to um, get some exercise as well. And you could also purchase a bike or rent a bike while you're there, depending on how long your stay is. All of those things are good ways to get around a city um, in, and enjoy it in a different perspective. 
I personally think it's a great way also to pray. As you see the needs of a community on a much closer level, as you walk by the needs of the homeless, the dilapidated buildings, or um, the things that they're promoting, the performances and the theaters, you can take some time to cover it in prayer because you're just being a little bit more intentionally present. Number 12, airport shuttle to your hotel. If the exact destination of uh, your hotel doesn't really matter to you, if it's just where you're crashing for the night, consider getting a hotel near the airport. Um, Oftentimes, they'll have shuttles between the hotel and the airport, and that's one less expense that you have to worry about. Um, however, sometimes I know that the airport is farther from the city and the other attractions you may be interested in, so keep those things in mind. Number 13, Rome to Rio. If you haven't heard of this, this website allows you to put in two destinations and then determine what is the cheapest way to get from point A to point B. You could put in Nashville to Chicago or France to Prague. And it will show you the options of subways, trams, buses, flights, driving. And it shows you the average cost it would cost to get from point A to point B. It allows you to quickly compare those prices and better determine what it is you want to do to get from point A to point B. Number 14, if traveling, consider taking overnight transport i.e. buses and trains. Oftentimes the overnight option, because not a lot of people love that, allows you to rest and relax, but also arrive in your destination for a cheaper price. Number 15, look at budget airlines. I know some of us have our reservations about them because we're concerned about whether the seats will be comfy and and whether we'll get snacks on the flight or not. Well, let me tell you, it's cheaper to buy your own snacks, bring them into the airport with you on your budget airline, than purchase some of those more expensive flights. That said, budget airlines do tend to have hidden fees. So while they might be promoting a flight for less than $100, the luggage and other options, carry-ons, etc., have additional costs. That's why I encourage you when you purchase your flight to also purchase your luggage because that is the point at which it will be cheapest and as it gets closer to the time of your flight or if you purchase it at the airport to take that extra piece of luggage you'll find that it costs a lot more than it could have. So make sure that if you're looking at budget airlines to compare if it's actually worth those extra hidden fees but at the same time, you might find that it gets you where you need to go for a lot less money. Number 16, flexible flight dates. If you don't need to fly on specific days, if your trip doesn't have to be from Monday to Friday or Friday to Monday, then consider looking at flexible flight dates. You might find that it's a little cheaper to go two days earlier or two days later. and it could allow you to get the most out of your money. Um, There's also different options with different airlines, so make sure just to peruse what their flexible flights actually offers.
Number 16, compare round trip and direct flight options. I know it's easy to punch it in and say, I'm going from Nashville to Portland on these two dates, and the round trip cost is this. But you might find it's cheaper to fly Nashville to Portland on United and cheaper on American on the way back. And the result is that, you know, the combined cost is less than a round trip on just one. So compare the direct flight and round trip options so that you can mix and match. Although I know delays, layovers can cause additional problems too. When considering it, if you know that you're going to have to have, say you're flying from a smaller airport to a larger one, and you know that you're going to have to have a layover there, you might find that the cheap airline to get to that, say, I'm thinking, I don't know, Iowa City to Chicago. You flew on United, but Chicago, you're going to go all the way to London. Well, there might be a different airline that has a cheaper flight there. Well, that might mean recollecting your luggage uh, and having to figure it out during that layover time period. It is possible. I would just encourage you, if you choose to do that, to pick a longer layover. A couple hours might seem like a lot, but while running around some of those bigger airports, it's important to keep that time in mind. Number 18, fly into low-cost cities. While flying into the international hub may seem like the obvious option, oftentimes flying into smaller cities is one way to save on expense. Then again, if you're having to rent a car and figure out how to get to your final destination, you might nix this option. But if that's not something that you need to rush into, it might be something worth considering. Number 19, reserve attraction tickets and hotels in advance. By making reservations for things that you are interested in long in advance, you often will end up getting the best deal and guaranteeing that you get to see said thing. Um, oftentimes, prices go up the closer you get to your arrival, and sometimes purchase thing, things in person versus online can be more expensive. So make sure to weigh those prices and if you can see prices in person versus online to compare ahead of time. Number 20, be picky about the sites you want to see. While traveling with others or sometimes just our own selves, we can get carried away with wanting to see so many different things but it's okay to step away from the group and reserve your money for attractions that you find more intriguing. It's okay to do different things on different days and then come back together for shared interests. Or if it's just you traveling on your own, sometimes just setting a budget and limiting the amount you're spending on excursions will encourage you to be more picky. Number 21, free walking tours. Yes, I did say the word free. They are out there. A lot of times it's a little audio loop that can go in your ears, might even be uh, connected to where you're standing, and it will speak into your ear as to what you're seeing near you. It's something super easy to find online, and just go ahead and look up what the free walking tours in your area are.
Number 22, free museums and other attractions. While all of these other things are certainly ways to save money on things that you will be spending money on, this is one of the things to consider when just trying to find activities for the day. Sometimes the free attractions can be just as glamorous as the paid ones. So make sure to do a little bit of research and find out what free things are there in that area. Last and certainly not least, number 23, consider the ATM. What do I mean by this? Well, if you're traveling internationally, often you have to exchange money to a different currency, end up with cash to be able to pay for things because credit cards, debit cards, etc., there's often international fees attached. So it's better to pay in cash and withdraw money in their currency as soon as possible. Now, there are often exchange centers where you can make this trade, but oftentimes the hidden fees there can be really costly. So consider finding an ATM that works with your debit card um, or your credit card. However, I've found that oftentimes credit card international fees can be worse than debit card international fees. So before you leave, make sure that you contact your banks just to see what their fees are and to let them know that you're traveling internationally so that they don't cut you off thinking that someone has stolen your credit card or debit card information. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed these 23 tips to save on your next trip um, and that they will help you make some cost-effective decisions. If you have other tips or tricks, please share those in the comments below. I would love to learn more about different ways you save on your travels. And if you're looking for related episodes, I encourage you to check out episode 172 where we talked about how to plan a vacation budget. This can be one way to just help you keep in check where your money is being spent and how much you're saving for your next trip. And I encourage you to check out episode 173 where we got to interview Matthew, someone passionate about budget travel, and learn some of his tips and tricks as well. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I encourage you to hit the subscribe button Share this episode with a friend and visit christiantravelers.net to join our online community and get other faith and travel resources. Until next time, safe travels and God bless.